Hey, Rivertree family, this is Jay Hartsfield, your missions pastor again, and I am with Shay Walton as always. And today we have an exciting episode. We're going to be talking to another one of our members about how she uses just her daily life and some of the things she's got going on to make the gospel known in other people's lives. So we have Reagan Hollenbeck. And so I'm excited to talk with her because recently um, I was coaching uh, softball here in the community and Reagan was coaching one of the other teams and she was very intentional in some of the things she was doing to make the gospel known to her kids, not only her kids, but the kids on the other team as well. So I'm excited to hear that story. But so Reagan, let's just get started. Tell us a little bit about who you are and yeah, just let's start there. Who you are, what do you do? Tell us about your family. Okay. Well, I grew up born and raised in Columbus, Mississippi. Um, grew up in church, was there every week. You know, um, my parents my mom's been in the same church for like 40 years, um, still there, served, I think, on every committee there is known. Um, so it was a Southern Baptist church then, if you're yeah. serving on yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Southern Baptist. <laughs> um, I grew up playing softball. Sports were a big part of my life. Um, and Jay and I met really four years before we started dating um, through, he played baseball at Millsaps in Mississippi at college. Yeah. Um, with my cousin, they were best friends. So we met through them. Okay. So you are, let's go back a little bit. You just okay. jumped from, I, I played sports as a kid <laughs> to, I met Jay. So Squirrel. you, brothers, sisters, what? what yes. Have? I'm the baby okay. of um, three. I have an older sister, Aaron, and, and my brother, older brother is Justin. Okay. Um, there's six and seven years difference. Right, so you kind of grew up in six and seven years difference between. Me and them. So there is like, there's a seven year gap, a six year gap, or it's like they're a year apart and then you're six years later. Yeah. Well, yeah. Six years between my brother, seven years between my, okay. me and my sister. Okay. Awesome. So how did you come to faith? Tell me about that. What was that experience for you? That it was after vacation Bible school. I think I was um, eight, if I remember right. Um, and I remember I was just like on fire. It's still kind of a funny laughing joke with my family. We went to Obviously, that was in the summer and um, I accepted Christ. And that summer we went to the beach like we always did with our big family, uh, my grandparents and aunts and uncles, cousins. And I was asking everybody, are you saved? Are you saved? Like we're swimming with some boys. I'm like, are you saved? You know, like um, so. But then I remember in high school, I like, you know, whatever you call it, re- rededicated or just nailed down any of those doubts that yeah. you know, I might have had um, and just solidified those um, those things I feel like we all, you know, have at times in our walk. Um, so, yeah. Uh, so your mom and dad kind of had you in church oh, yeah. from the get-go mm-hmm. all through. Dedicated it like six weeks. Yeah, yeah. There was no getting out of church. Right? It's like you're going to be there. No, and I don't really ever remember a time that I wanted to, yeah. you know. Um, so it's just always been, there was no doubt, like, you know, I played travel softball growing up and, it didn't matter where we were, what time we got home, we were going to be at church on Sunday yeah. morning. There was just like no and ifs, buts, whatever that little saying yeah. is, you know, we knew it. That's awesome. So you then, so as a child, you kind of came to faith and then kind of in high school, as you said, nailed that down, which I think yeah. here in the Southern Bible Belt mm-hmm. culture, that's a very common like, hey, I'm, I may or may not have been a believer when I was eight. Yeah. But I know for sure I was a believer when I was 16, 15, 14, whatever it might be. Yeah. So that's kind of your story yeah. also. Okay. Uh, for sure. So then from there, you, did you play sports in college or just no? No. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So you went to college. Where'd you go to school at? Uh, I went two years at Mississippi State and Jay and I started, my Jay, my husband Jay, 
um, started dating literally like the week before I started college. And um, so I went two years there. And then he kind of, he was like, you might want to start looking at UAH and seeing what their, you know, prereqs are for nursing school. So um, we got married uh, in 2010, uh, December of 2010. Okay. And I finished up at UAH. Okay. So you, that was because you knew like, hey, we're going to get married. He knew he's kind of getting a job here. Yeah. He was actually already living here. Okay. Awesome. For like a year and a half, he drove, I think every weekend, but three weekends from either Macon, Georgia or Huntsville to see Okay. Wow. And we would meet at my parents. So he kind of liked you a little bit. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Yeah. So you, let's talk about then how y'all met. So you said you were in, I guess in high school. Uh, I had just graduated. You just graduated high school and he was at Millsaps playing. He had just graduated at Millsaps. Oh, so he's a little bit older than you. Yeah, he's four years old. Okay. Mm -hmm. So your cousin introduced y'all. Yes. uh, We had gone to see my cousin Hunter play um, and Jay was there. So I remember I went to, I think it was there graduation. And I remember Jay gave me a really awkward hug and I was like, that was okay. Like whatever. But you know, like didn't think anything, but Jay has a little different story of kind of how we started dating. My cousin Hunter had like told his mom, then it came to my mom, you know, they said that he was working in Macon, Georgia, just like working, didn't really have friends yet. And I was like, bless him. You know, Facebook message him. It was like, Hey, how's it going? I, his nickname was Holla. Um, in college, and so I was not trying to holla at him or anything. But now, how do you get a nickname, Holla? Well, Hollenbeck. Oh, that's right. Okay. Yeah. So, so should we call him that at church on Sunday mornings, or should we? I mean, he'd answer. Okay. All right. <laughs> so Holla, and you start talking, and y'all do that for a few years, and ultimately ends up in you moving to. Yeah, we got married. Okay. And I moved up, up here with. And so, did you finish nursing school here? Yes, okay. UAH. Do you work as a nurse now or? No. Okay. Um, so Jay works for NASA and in 2019, we had the opportunity to go to DC and him work at headquarters at in NASA. Um, so we did that. So I had to give up my position at the hospital um, for that. So. Okay. And so since y'all moved back then, when did y'all move back to Huntsville? During COVID. Okay. We were supposed to be there a year, but COVID had us there only six months. Okay. We moved back. But, um, that was quick. Yeah, it was. But it was a really sweet time being in D.C. At the time, we only had Hadley and Tate. They were, I guess, um, five and two. They okay. Five and two there. But um, but yeah, it was a really sweet, challenging time for our family. Okay. Awesome. So now you're just kind of staying home with the kids, mm-hmm. enjoying yeah. that life. Mm-hmm. And then Jay is working at NASA. And what does he do at NASA? He, I mean, there's a, a lot of over my head stuff, but he is, was very influential in the Artemis. Um, he works with some of the hardware and stuff. Um, so we, the girls and I went and were able to watch Artemis launch back, what was it, November? I think, no. Yeah. Whatever it was. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because you enjoyed that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that'd be neat. We felt I like think, we had pretty much built it ourselves. Yeah, that's right. As those mm-hmm. kids, I mean, watching your dad had worked on something so hard to yeah. kind of see it go up and mm-hmm. that's really neat. So how did y'all end up at Rivertree? Was this while you were at UAH? How did that happen? No. So Jay and I got married in December. and December of? 10. It was okay. 12, 11, right. 10. Yep. I made it really easy. 12, 11, 10. Um, and he, between our honeymoon and traveling to see family and stuff for Christmas, when we came back in January, we were like so ready to find a church and get plugged in and so we actually did two services on one Sunday. We did an eight o'clock at one church and then we did the 930 at Rivertree and we've never left. That's awesome. It's, yeah. 
And so that would have been of 11. Yes. So y'all been here a long time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. So what have you seen just kind of changes at River Tree? Like what have you seen happen in your 12 years of being here? Uh, so we were a part of the, it was a small group that Ross and Jennifer started um, that I think it was like 20 couples. So we had to like split, which I have to admit I was not happy about, yeah. like maybe didn't like the change. But it was good. I think the one small group split to three or four groups. Okay. But um, but yeah, I just, I love the, I love how we are involved in our community and how, you know, not just in our community, but we also, we go out. Um, yeah. So a lot of growth for sure. Yeah. I mean, it's grown a lot since 2010. Yeah, for yeah. sure. You've seen people come, people go, people that should have been gone didn't go and they stick <laughs> around and... Well, it's so funny having the different services in the different locations. It's like you miss out on seeing a lot of people. Yeah. Um, but but still, it's you know still seeing people that we were in small group with you know twelve years ago is um is really cool. That's cool. Now, did you when y'all were doing the school campus, were you involved there? Or did y'all stay here at the Cove? We stayed at Cove. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. So you didn't get little. to know Shay then because she spent all her time over at school. Was, is that right? The, the school had started right after we got to River Tree. And Jason and I served down at the school. And then when I joined staff, I was guest services and I worked at the school with Priscilla doing the volunteers down there. So, yeah. Yeah. But I remember when you guys moved um, to D.C. and back. Yeah. I didn't know who I was walking into an interview with today, though, to be honest. And so as you're telling that story, it's like, oh, I remember them because we prayed for you guys. Because we knew it was just going to be a temporary move. So, mm-hmm. yeah. But yeah. I didn't know right And they came that, back. They it's came like they back. could have went somewhere else, but they came back they to River Street. Right. And we're thankful that they're here. So was mm-hmm. Hadley happy to come back? Was she sad? What was her? Um, They were the perfect ages. She yeah. didn't have school. It was before kindergarten. And um, it was that really weird time of like, we literally brought more um, paper towels and toilet paper and food than we did our clothes because we thought we were coming back for two weeks. So she was excited to be back to our house and all of her toys because we were in an apartment. Yeah. Um, but we were really sad that our time got cut short because it yeah. was just like a year long adventure. You know? Yeah, that's so, fun. Yeah. That's perspective was cool. All right, so tell me then a little bit. And so what had happened and this came up a couple of times. Actually, one of the guys that kind of helped y'all coach was Nate Smith in yeah. y'all's softball team. And so I was helping coach another team and. I was talking with Nate one day and he began to tell me about some of the things that you had done and just how well he had thought you had done those things, especially when it just came to the gospel. And so I was kind of interested in that. And then when we played y'all, what happened was the girls, as they always do, they line up at first base and then every girl on Reagan's team has a little bag and it's full of candy and it's full of a scripture verse, right? And so they all came through and they all passed it out. And so all these little kids got to give this. Now, my team didn't give anything to to y'all's team, but y'all gave this. And I just remember our girls were so excited to get this little bag of candy from the other team. And then when Raleigh showed me hers and it had this scripture in it, I was just, I was, it was just a really thoughtful thing. And so tell me a little bit about why you did that and just other thoughts you have about kind of coaching your daughter's sports teams. Um, so that is actually something that I grew, not grew up and I played eighth grade through senior year. And we did that every game. Like it was the beginning of the season. You knew that you had to turn in your goodie bags. And we were, I mean, I'll be humble, but we were really good. And we won state like every year. Um, But we gave that. And so um, 
it was really stepping out of my comfort zone to coach Hadley. She had asked us a couple times and honestly, it did not make sense for our schedule logistically with all of Jay's travel and we don't have family in town. Um, yeah, none of the grandparents are in town. So logistically, it did not make sense for us to coach. But Cody, Jones and Blakely, we kind of like tag team with them and the four of us coached. Um, so we were really intentional about praying for the girls that we got on our team and just really wanted God to be glorified in in our, you know, in our season, you yeah. know, whatever that looked like. Um, so I mentioned to Hadley, my daughter, about the goodie bags and she was like, oh, yeah, let's do it. So I took all the stuff and let the girls, I wanted the girls to be a part of it. Um, and so at practice one day, I had them stuff all the bags and stuff. And they're like, well, where's mine? And I was like, well, we don't get one. We're giving it to the other yeah, team, yeah. which, I mean, that was not, you know, super fond of what they, you know, we're, we like to get, but, you know, I wanted them to realize and see the joy of giving, you yeah. know. Um, so, and that's like, it's not always about us, you know, like let's, whether we win or lose, we're going to give this to the other team. Yeah. And so, um, you know, I just, we, yeah. That's awesome. So, Tell me a little bit about, like, you kind of mentioned this was something that had happened in your life, that you had coaches that told you, like, hey, this is a thing that we're going to do. Um, what was it like kind of having those influences kind of throughout your own life, thinking about, like, how to better use these? Because I think sometimes we think about youth sports and there's this, like, ultimate goal, which is to win, yeah. which I'm for. Like, I enjoy winning. I think winning should be a, it's a reasonable and right goal when you play sports, but it shouldn't be our only goal. It shouldn't be the thing that drives every single thing that we do. So what's that been like kind of processing through? You even said like, as we drafted our team, we really prayed about and thought about who we wanted on the team or who we could get or how we wanted to treat those children. So what was that like? Just thinking through that process. Well, I think the four of us do just felt like God was calling us to coach that this team of girls. And so we wanted to be intentional about, you know, who he wanted on our team. Um, and so you know, I don't have any idea. I hope they had as much fun as I did. Um, like I said, it was not something I'm super comfortable. I'm super comfortable with softball, obviously, but um, just the the coaching thing was new to me. Um, but sorry, I forgot your question. No, that's okay. I, <laughs> I'm just kind of asking, like, what influences did you have to help you oh, better yeah, think about yeah. um, coaching this way? I had great Christian coaches um, through high school and like I remember we'd have two a days and we would leave the morning practice with a scripture and we had to come back reciting it. And also like they wouldn't tell us where it was found. So we had to find, you know, where it was found. And, you know, we, I feel like I would have, you know, uh, for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love and a sound mind, you know, just poured into us um, at, you know, at a really pivotal age um, of high school and so I just, I could see, I know with my girls, just the, I don't know, the lack of confidence and the um, the fear of failure and, but just like to get out there and have fun and, you know, you don't have to be scared. Like I, did, I didn't give us that fear, but we can, you know, take a deep breath, have fun and do our best. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I I think it's really interesting, not just at, every time we do these podcasts, it, it always goes back to th there's been something or someone in your past that was super influential in the way that you're living your life today. And so like it's 
like I appreciate that you're able to look back and say, like I had coaches that poured into me um, and now you're like, that's an overflow of your life. You're using that not just in your own children's lives, but the lives of the children that you're coaching as well. So as a, um, you've got your, they're eight, five and two, almost two. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, so I'm sure there's nothing going on at your house. You're never busy. <laughs> so like, what would your challenge be to other parents? Cause like that's everyone's excuse nowadays. Like I can't do that because I'm busy. Well, you're not adding something to your life. You're living your life missionally. So you're already, the things you're already doing, you're doing in a way that glorifies the Lord or that's what your attempt is. So Mm -hmm. what would be your challenge and how would you share with other parents that are kind of walking in that same season of life to do that? Um, I think just, you know, Jay and I just kind of sat and thought like we, we tell our kids that they're most important to us than over job and extracurriculars, you know, but we have to show them that too. So no, it doesn't make sense for us to coach, but we're going to do it because we put you ahead of, you know, his job, um, our family ahead of the job. And um, so, and just, we try and be intentional about whatever we're doing. And, um, you know, we love the verse of, um, you know, just shine bright for Jesus. Like before school, we try and tell the girls, hey, see, you know, look for ways to shine bright today. Um and fill somebody's bucket is kind of our new thing is like find ways to fill somebody's bucket. Um, so I think just like and also be a cheerleader for for your girls and for your boys um, because they have enough going against them in today's world. The world is such a me, me, me society. And, um, you know, I just that's that's what I told Jay. I was like, OK, we didn't really have like a winning season. I don't even know what the season was, honestly. Um, but. I just hope and pray that the girls felt loved and seen and encouraged by someone who didn't have to, you know, because I think sometimes when you you think your parents and the people, your family has to, but that, you know, that they felt loved and seen and had fun um, doing softball on our team. Um, so I think just being intentional. Um, so you sound, you enjoy encouragement, it sounds like. Yes. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, I uh, I have found sometimes we get caught up in because I've coached a little bit of our kids' sports as well, and it is a time commitment. But it's one of those things. It's like, oh, I don't know have a, I don't know if I have enough time. And then you get out there and you realize, like, I didn't have time not to do this. Yeah, like, it's been such a joy. And the thing I have found is just encouragement it goes such a long way with mm-hmm. young kids to show them, like, hey, we just love you and we want you to have a good time. We want it to be fun for you. Um, how have you balanced, which you've kind of talked about this a little bit, like, is the goal for 8U Sports just to win? <laughs> like, did you look and go, we just have to win? Or did you say like, hey, we would like to win, but the thing that I really want out of this is for kids to feel loved? Okay. So like a year ago, like I'm very competitive. And so after the first game, I actually had to call my parents and a couple of friends because I was like, listen to what happened because they know how competitive I am. But one of the girls had like ran to first and she's like, are we winning or losing? I look, I'm like, I kind of forgot like to even look. I look at the scoreboard and it's the fourth or fifth inning. And I was like, it had not even crossed my mind to look at the scoreboard. Like I was just so into the game and to encourage them because I would see them get up to the plate like defeated. Like I'm not going to get hit. No, you're not with that attitude. You have to believe in yourself, you know. Um, And so like when I called my parents, they were like laughing. They're like, what? Are you kidding me? So I think, I don't know. I feel like the Lord's kind of doing something in my heart to just, um, I mean, still, I want to win. Don't yeah, get me absolutely. wrong. But like, what's the heart? Oh, sorry. The heart goal here. Like, I want 
I would love for the girls on our team to find a joy and a um, a love for softball, um, but also, you know, shine bright for Jesus while they do it and um, glorify him while they do it. And I just I think sports are such a, especially team sports. You can just learn so much from from, you know, being on a team sport. Yeah, absolutely. So, so yeah, it's kind of. That's great. A little bit. That's encouraging here because I grew up in the same family. We're just, I want to win at all costs, it, you know, and to kind of find myself in these situations where we're not winning or we're not going to, like, we're not going to win, but yet to encourage and to have fun and to let them know, like, hey, no matter the outcome, like, we still love you. Like, yeah. we still care deeply about you. Um, one of the questions, though, I was thinking about as you were talking was you're coaching this team. Not every family on that team comes from a Christian family. So what was that like just kind of getting, like, did you find opportunities to share about why you did what you did and how you wanted to coach? Were those chances there to share with the families of these girls that you're coaching? Uh, Probably not as much as I would have liked. Um, But, and honestly, so Hadley, my oldest, got selected to play 8U softball. Um, So this is kind of diverting your question a little bit. But um, this past weekend, they played in Madison. and after the, several of the games, they prayed and which is something I would have liked to have done. I think um, I should have just like jumped out and done it, you know, yeah. I think, but cause it really, it was eye opening for Hadley to be like, mom, we just prayed after that game. And I was like, that's something we literally did like after every single game, yeah. um, you know, when I played and I don't know, maybe I didn't want to rock the boat too much. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> but um so to see, I mean, with some of the girls, I did, you know, share that with them um, that, you know, we just wanted to get out there and have fun. And but I don't know. I think I was kind of timid into that's okay. how deep I wanted to change things up. I don't know. No, that's great. And I think that's a, like there is something to that of like kind of leaning into it versus like running full force. Yeah. I think a lot of times we think like, oh, I have to do the extreme version of what it means Mm -hmm. to be Christian. Like, but sometimes it's just saying like, hey, I'm going to do a little bit more than I did the last time. Yeah. And then next year as you coach again, it's like, hey, I think we can add in like praying, like we can add these other things in and hopefully that just leads to more opportunities. Um, That's great. I, so I was challenged for sure, watching you coach and what you encourage your girls. And I, even in our conversation today, just thinking about as I coach my kids teams, ways that we can continue to build on that and really use those opportunities, one, um, to share about Christ. So scripture talks about this idea of like, they will, they will know us by how we treat each other or let your light shine before men so that they may see your good works and glorify your father in heaven. Mm-hmm. And the gospel definitely moves from, from mouth to ear, right? So we have to preach it, but there is this level of sometimes just living it out in front of people to showing joy when we shouldn't, to not getting upset about things that other people get upset about and to say like, you know what? The most important thing here is that we love on these kids well and they feel loved and they have a good time. And so I appreciate your just commitment to that idea and, uh, and definitely challenged by that. If you could though, to kind of move towards a a finish here, if you could just encourage other parents um, as they think about how to use really all of their children's lives for the, for the betterment of, of the gospel. Like, what would you say and what would you want to encourage them with? Um, I think something I want to work at and do better with is just getting my uh, kids more involved with being like the hands and feet of Jesus. And, um, you know, we've done it some, but I would not near as much as I would like to, or we should, but to just, you know, see someone in need, 
that's, you know, had a baby or surgery or whatever. And to add, you know, my oldest is in my middle one are starting to like to cook and to cook for them and to take meals. And we've done that a couple of times where we didn't know the family personally. And I could see how that really spoke to like, well, why are we going if we don't know them? And I was like, we don't have to know them. We just have to know the need, you know. And so I think doing that, just trying to involve them in just the everyday, like, hands and feet of Jesus. Um, So, you know, just incorporating that into our busy lives. Yeah. Take a few things off um, and just be more intentional. Yeah. Is there anything you would say to the, to the parents that feel discouraged that, yeah, have those thoughts as they think about raising their children and, Uh, I think it can be very discouraging raising kids in today's world. I feel like every generation has probably had that, but we have a lot of hidden um, worries with social media and cell phones and all of all that that can entail. And so I think, you know, we sing Sunday, um, turn your eyes upon Jesus, you know, like, you know, if our eyes are on him, the things of this world will grow really, really dim. And so just focusing on, you know, um, on him and what we can do to sh- make his light shine brighter, yeah. um, can make the other things dim and just also grounding our kids and, you know, what, what's truth. Yeah. Um, Shay, you got anything else? No, no. I appreciate you sharing your story. I like, uh, I love it whenever, um, we see, especially young parents come in and share how they're living out the gospel in their everyday lives. Um, cause sometimes we can just get like, so compartmentalized, like we do church on Sunday and then we do softball and then we do this, but instead you guys are like living that out across all venues of life. And I really appreciate you sharing. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much, Reagan. It has been an absolute joy. So if you're looking for Reagan and her husband, Jay, and their three wonderful kids, they are usually at our Cove campus on Sunday mornings. Jay is one of the big dudes that walks around in the vest, scaring <laughs> off all bad, all bad guys. So yeah. Uh, but thank you so much, Reagan. And it's been an absolute joy. Thanks. Yep.